Hey guys, today on the podcast, I am talking with the legend, Mick Dodge. You may know Mick um, from the National Geographic series. He was on for three seasons, um, The Legend of Mick Dodge. But Mick is also the Barefoot Sensei, and he is just a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, he is in his 70s, but he's got the body and the mind, the agile body and mind of a very young, fit, and healthy man. Um, Mick trains for the extreme sport of aging, and he doesn't just train his body, he also trains his mind. What This is a great, great interview. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in here, one of which is, I'm just going to tell you now because it is so good, don't let them take your grin. In other words, don't let someone else steal your smile. Anyway, the, 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 the wisdom from Mick is amazing. I really think you're going to love this show. He is... Well, he's just an inspiration. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go, a word from our sponsor. This week's sponsor is OriginalStrength.net. That's right. OriginalStrength.net. So when it comes to moving and having the life you want to live, or even when it comes to sharing that life with other people, you want to have a foundation of movement, right? So better you move, the better you feel, and the better your life is going to be, and the better you give your life for others, to others, to serve others, to help others, to inspire others, to give others hope. Well, your body has a particular design, and your body is designed to heal and be strong throughout your entire life. And if you want to learn about that design, you need to go to OriginalStrength.net and sign up for the Pressing Reset course that is live streamed. So you don't have to be here in person, but you can be there in person where you are. You can, like, We'll both be here, but it'll be separate places because we'll be live, but not in the exact same place. Anyway, uh, enough of that. If you want to know how your body's designed to move and if you want to understand how wonderfully made you really are and what your purpose is in movement and so that that movement takes you somewhere else in the world and helps you become the best you possible, check out the Pressing Reset certification coming up November 3rd, 2023. Uh, you can register for that at OriginalStrength.net. If you miss that date, do not worry. We'll record it, and but we'll also have other live events. So check out the schedule. Get on down to OriginalStrength.net and sign up for the Pressing Reset certification. All right, now, for real, back to the show. Pull up a chair and buckle up. It's the Original Strength Podcast. So I am with the Barefoot Sensei. Mick Dodge. Mick, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, thanks for putting on all this you do. I, I have just enjoyed your uh, website and your podcast. I've been going through it's like a wealth of knowledge and I've been kind of looking for that because it's trying to find your way through uh, the internet. It's kind of challenging. There's so many pissed off, angry people. So it's like There are a lot of angry people. <laughs> yeah, your stuff is cool, man. I just, uh, uh, I'm just so you got so many incredible followers. Yeah. So, you yourself, like to me, you're you're the one doing all the cool stuff and and inspiring people. Like you've got so many cool stories and things that you do. Um, and I, I heard a podcast with you that you were on, and I think you said that being barefoot healed your soul. Yeah. How can you explain that? Like, how how did you become the barefoot sensei? Uh, well, when I say sensei, 
I, I break it in two words, uh, sin, S-E-N-S-A-Y, senses say. And um, <clears throat> see, how did I come to that? Well, one of the first things that, uh, for me, uh, that happens when you step out of shoes uh, is you start paying attention. I mean, you start looking for the stickers and the dog shit. And, and uh, most of all, are the toxic chemicals. And, and so you got to really start paying attention. So I found it as a way to um, train my attention. And I call that the first step, you know, you start, you start paying attention. The second step that was fascinating to me was acceptance. Um, you you start, you know, one of the first things I had to accept was um, my body, my muscles and, and nerves and joints and mind and uh, thinking and feelings. They didn't fit the earth. And, um, and I had done that to myself you know so it was like accepting wow you know i've been i've i've done this but the other thing about acceptance was um learning to accept my body knows how to fit back in again and and so acceptance is like yeah accept the the negative habits and stuff you have in your life but learning to accept uh, my body knows how to uh, engage and explore and challenge new habits and start learning from them. So a step of attention and a step of acceptance, one thing when you're, I noticed in walking, and I actually learned this in the Marine Corps, we used to um, give cadence and they would sound off cadence and it'd be like, left, 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 right, left. You left your mother at home, you're right. You know, and it was... So there was this leaving things, the step of leaving, and then this step of writing, of correcting things, and they formed into a, a, your your stride, your gait. And so, as I, the more I just explored my feet, and which means learning how to move back into them. The word uh, fitness to me is two words: fit nest and the nest is what a bird does the, you, you know, i watch a lot of birds and the the mother bird and the father bird they nurture the nature of the young to become more matured so they go flying and so as i was working on this these three things i knew i had a step of attention step of acceptance and and they were forming into a stride of being aware and um, one of the things I've learned to do in my practice was um, uh, how to barefoot and follow, I call it follow my feet, and, and how to um, follow my feet and, and the earth will teach. And so how do I, uh, I do, started developing ways of how do I walk my thinking how do i walk my feelings uh how do i work uh, uh walk uh, oh some some sort of problems i work on some of the things i work on i like really love happening is boredom pain fear uh sadness laziness control arrogance 
Uh, but most of all, stupidity. And, and so it's like, okay, here I'm being stupid. So uh, using my feet, uh, how do I pay attention? And, and, and that's what stupidity led me to was paying more attention. And, and then accepting uh, what's real, what's happening, and, and forming that into a stride of being aware. And I think when our ancestors, the old ones, were drawing sounds down into words, um, they'd find a rhythm, a rhyme that would uh, connect with the word or make them sound the same. So I got the word share. Uh, so how do I, what is share? Well, the word care comes up. You start when you're barefooting, you're caring more about you know, where you're landing, the the footprints you're leaving, the impact you have. And then as you get that caring, um, okay, well, now I want to share. And so how do I share? Well, I need to be aware. And I noticed in the word caring, sharing, on the tail end of those words is the uh, ing. And it's an old Celtic uh, Middle English word, I think. It means the people of. And it also makes up most of the word uh, sing, you know, S-I-N-G. So it's like, how do you share? Well, you, you sing it, you bring it into song, you bring it into poetry, and your feet set that rhythm. And so I was, my feet had been so crippled up with wearing combat boots, marine boots, and, and you know, I had hammer toes and, uh, I'm sure I must have had what they call that plantar fasciitis and and all those kind of things. And I noticed barefooting was just healing. And so I was going through this this process of what I call the tender souls. Uh, your souls are tender, and 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 that's a, a seasonal thing too. I, I still go, you know, in winter your feet get colder and colder. I mean, I do a couple hours on the snow, but you eventually got to put on mucklucks or something and, and handle that cold. Then you start breaking out in the spring, you know, springing back into life. Then there's summer and, and fall. So the transition of my feet through all those four seasons uh, set the walking path for my, the kind of training and discipline I want to do. And, and, and and it's created all this gibberish and gossip and gab that I'm doing right now. <laughs> I got to tell you, so, you know, we, we spoke last week and you have got to be one of the world's most interesting people I've, oh, I've ever met. I mean, the way you dive into thought and to break down words and find meaning and like, and the joy you get from doing it to me is it's, that's, that's really amazing. Yeah. I, I think language, uh, you know, my grandfather really started me off on it. We would go hiking and he would make you recite a poem. And I think he was just trying to, we were complaining, you know, how much further, you know, you know, I always used to ask, how far, how far? And he'd go like two feet. And that kind of, those old sayings from him uh, really had a, a an influence on my, I remember one year, I tried to catch him and I said, uh, uh, Grandfather, how far? And he goes, two feet. And I go, uh, how long? I thought I had him by the balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, 
he looked at me and goes, I'll tell you when we get there. And so he had this simplistic training. And my dad and uncles were that way, too. They, I had wonderful mentors in my life. Uh, these guys were all career Marines. And we were up every morning at 5 o'clock running three miles. And, um, and, and they did, did a lot of martial arts. And they had one that was into strength training. You know, uh, Dan John's books, I enjoy so much because he brings in that simplicity, that cut to the chase, you know, and and he does it, too, by evaluating himself. He's not like I'm some big guy here and I'm all knowing. He's he leaves you with this. uh, uh this openness that allows you to learn more. And that's what I've always enjoyed about uh, his writings and his works, especially the one Never Let Go. That was, uh, that was given. You like that one? Yeah. That's a classic. We were up in the mountains, a bunch of my buddies, a couple of ex-Army Rangers and Serenes, and we were hauling Olympic bars up in the caves and 45-pound plates. We'd stash them up there, build a fire, take a keg of beer, and go train, right? And uh, one of the guys came up there and gifted me with a book, and it was it was Dan John. And I'd already heard about him because the Highland Games have always been really important to me, you know. Stuff. And but it had never let go. And and we got to reading it and stuff. But I was, uh, it became a mantra because like we did a lot of tree climbing. You fall out of a tree and then the sail would go. Man, you gotta you gotta go back and read John. You know, <laughs> got to go back and read his book. You know, and, uh, uh, don't let go. And and that that had an influence on me. That just the saying and what the stuff he was pointing out, to where the way I work out now, uh, always do try to do like three sets, and but I don't let the weight down. I, I I keep it up. I don't let go while I'm standing there resting to do the, the next ones. And I only count my breath. And so I'll do three long breaths. And I'll move it either fast or move it slow. And after I get those three breaths, that's when I just stand and, and hold it for three breaths. And, and then I'm ready for my next set. You may not get as many reps. And... And how long you can control your breathing during that has been really beneficial to me. So it's kind of a combination of I had a lot of uh, martial arts training over in Japan and stuff, my dad and uncles. So it was like when that never let go came up, uh, it just that saying stayed with me and and exploring movements and and stuff. So I'm really a deep gratitude uh, uh, for the work he put out. yeah. So your training style is so it's unique, but so also so creative. Like you, you and you say you're training at the extreme sport of aging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell me about that. Well, it you know, first I was just like training at barefooting, but the the more I the older you get, you know, I'm in my uh I'm 72 now, I think. And uh the older I get you know, I think if you started training young, what it, you just get this like, wow, look what my body can do. I can lift up this weight and, and move stronger. I can 
um, uh, run further and develop my endurance. You know, I can, um, uh, I kind of work on uh, rhythm, uh, endurance, strength, and balance, and, and bringing those in. And, and I could increase and work on those. So as you get older, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you kind of forget about like doing things like uh, squatting more, right? And, and then when you go to squat, it really shows up as you get older. So it's like, you know, that old saying, uh, that mantra was use it or lose it. And so it was like, wow, I'm losing this. But the other thing I noticed, I'll start losing my uh, spring in my body, my pop. As you get older, you watch older people and they're losing their, their pop. Or as you, as you get older, for a lot of people that not only wear shoes, they also live in a flat surface area. And, and so when I noticed when they would try to step off the sidewalk and go, they're having trouble with their balance. So it's like, uh, well, trained, trained for that, you know, step off the sidewalk, uh, uh, get those kind of movements uh, going and stuff off, off that flat surface area. And it goes to use it or lose it. And the other mantra or saying that, that I really pay attention to is not only use it, lose it, confuse it and lose it. We can get our, you know, I can get my thinking and stuff going on shit and uh, I start losing it. You know, it's like, eh, I start talking myself, I got a broken shoulder. It goes, well, I can't do overhead presses. You know, I squ what I call a squat press. I'm not sure what they call it, but you snatch it up as you're pressing down, continue on to a squat and go, well, I've broken my shoulder. I couldn't do those snatches and stuff. And so I started confusing myself and then until I caught myself and then I went, well, I got one arm still, you know, and then I found out, well, I can still kind of do it with one arm over here, a little lighter weight. So it's watching that, that use it or lose it, confuse it and lose it. And then the third one, because I always look for three, just because you walk left, right, right, left, right, right. You got the gate, your walk, your, your middle path. Uh, the third one is abuse it and lose it. You can abuse yourself, and and I mm. get I get pretty fanatical sometimes. And then it, where my recovery time was a lot quicker when you're younger. As I got older, yeah, it takes a little longer to recovery. And my lifestyle, I I don't work out uh, three times a week or anything like that. I work out. Uh, uh, nine times a day, but uh, I I don't um, break it up into three times a week because I'm not in a uh, in a work schedule. You know, you got five days, two days off, and that kind of pattern routine. I really follow the seasons. Is what I really got into training. And, you know, I'll work what I call the valley, which is just move weights. You can take a weight and get it up from the ground to your hip. I call that the valley below that. So what are all the ways I can use my tools in the valley? There's laying, there's seated, there's crawling, and then squatting. So then I take it up into standing. You got all your standing moves, uh, create 
all kinds of standing moves. And then you start stepping off, walking. You got your jump. I got a trampolines. I jump off boxes and stuff, jump out of trees. And then you got the run. Both feet leave the ground when you uh, run. So it's a combination of walking and jumping to me. And then that takes me into what I call dodging, but I think a better word for people is dancing. Is how do I dance from laying to crawling to seated, squatting, standing, walking? How do I bring in the dance? And then the next thing I work on is catching, uh, holding, and throwing. And so, so I just kind of follow that pattern. And if I'm on for a day and I get really tired and say seated movements, you know. Um, I'm really exhausted, then uh, I'll just use lighter tools, sticks or ropes, and work on it. And then the next day I'll move into standing and, and just kind of carry it like this. Because I'm not confined working. You know, it's like I got all my chores I have to do, but each one of them I've developed into a routine as well. So you're telling me, though, at the ripe young age of 72, you practice jumping out of trees and jumping off boxes and keep you're building your springs, keeping your springs up. Yeah, well, let me be honest with you. Actually, I spend more time falling out of them. <laughs> 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 but no, yeah, it's uh, I think the jump is so important. What I found is in the Marine Corps, Zero five hundred. You popped out of the rack. You pop out of the rack. You're getting dressed on the end of your bed, standing. You do this very rapidly. So the night before, um, I will do uh, anywhere from nine to fifteen. Uh, get in and out of bed, and I pop up. Got my grin. Lay back in again. Pop out. Get my grin. It's like a workout. My, you know, I sleep a lot of different places here. I'm in my rack in my quarters, um, it's buffalo hide and stuff, and I'll, I'll pop out of that. But other times I sleep out in a hammock and trees. And, but I do the same thing the night before. I, I get out because I found out I started getting away from that. And I would start to get out of the bed in the morning, and I'm like feeling my joints and and moving slow, and I, I just I, I realized, wow, I'm losing that. So the night before I train at it, and so and then the rest of my workout is once I'm out of the rack or out of my bedroll, then I dive in the pool because the the pool, uh, uh, the cold water, you know, and I do this year round. That cold, man, it just flushes your brain out and and, and shrivels you up, man. <laughs> I mean, the cold really, I love the cold. Done a lot of cold glacial training and 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 I found that that, so when I pop out of bed at night, I, I always make sure I grin. And so then when I get to the, wake up and I get out of a rack, I jump in the pool I then train until I dry off naturally and and then uh, go on and do some other stuff. But what I try to do during that whole time is keep my grin. 
it's one thing going through those motions uh, and not keeping your grin, but when you when you you say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna smile the whole time frame that I do this, and that sets your day. That sets your day to go like you know what's up, you know what's next, and 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 keeping that grin going because my grandfather said, you know, someone's always trying to take your grin don't give up your grin and so it was like okay how do i attack? Well, i think this social media stuff is cool um i got a facebook page there's four or five fake pages out there but mine uh i'll often make a comment on or something you know trying to get used to them. and uh you get these trolls and I just love them. I just like, yeah, you want my grin. Come on. It's like training, you know, you're trying to, you, you think I'm going to get upset about somebody sitting over there typing nasty little things, you know, it's, it's, it's keeping that grin. And then that helps you in life where you, you run into people. Well, it can get you in trouble too. A lot of people have some really hard times going on and sadness and stuff. And, <laughs> just like get over it <laughs> we got things to do so that can create problems but but keeping that a strong brand you need a strong grip you got to have a strong grip to keep a, a strong grand and and that's what strength means to me is if you put your hand out you can go grip hold and release so if you want to detach uh some of your thinking or some of your feelings or just opening your mind up to not be so close so that detachment is get strong the stronger you get and when you've got you know really heavy weight and you're really standing there holding it when you drop that weight you let that down you can feel the release you can feel the detachment so when people train here it's like you know, work on your brand, but when you're releasing that grip and letting that drop, uh, bring your grin into it. So now your practice is when you're out moving around and with other people and stuff, and they bring something something grim. You know, it's it's like you can I it's an opportunity to either go, yeah, I got a strong grin, come and try to get it. You know, that's 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 kind of my gibberish what i one of the things i work on that's beautiful so so literally as part of your resilience and your training you actively practice grinning every day oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i it's like uh i'll do you know i'll be uh my first set's usually like i try to catch myself my first set but if i don't so when you're doing that long slow breathing right and i'll bring in circular movements you know and uh, however you bring those in long slow three breaths and then the ones i'm holding when i go to hold it i work on my grand just like hold it with a grand first set i may not get it but by the second third set i usually do and um i also use the word train with the word yoish my uh what does that my, mean i've been meaning to ask you this the whole time yoish, <laughs> yoish. My, yeah. It's an Okinawan word. My uh, one of my teachers over there, Gabusani, uh, 
if you're getting ready, way way we use it uh, is say I'm getting ready to pick up a barbell, right? I got the weight on, got my plan together. Uh, this is the movement I'm going to work on. I'm going to go, or I may be doing free form. The thing I do, my dad was teaching me about this is my dad was a career Marine, 35 years in the Marine Corps, and uh, he hated the F word. And I was, my uncles would say it all the time. So I was kind of saying, it was, my dad said, just say, say yoish instead of, you know, the F word. And, but we learned to use it so that if I'm going to make this movement and pick that up, and, and this is training and practice, then um, the first thing that's happening is the engagement. So when I say yoish, I'm committed. There's no turning back. I go inside, I may go, you we learn to say it loud and softly. And so I can go, and and I'm moving now. I don't care if I get that weight up or what. I'm I'm committed and I'm doing that. And I learned to spread it out to where it I usually it means hello, you know, oh that sounds cool. Uh, or like, you know, fuck you, you know, it's just like, I use it many ways so that if, uh, you know, I ran into a negative guy the other day and, and I just went, Yoosh. you know, it's like, I'm saying in my own mind, you're negative, but he doesn't know that. So it's like, allows me to, you know, the, to have a word instead of trying to find all these other words to say for it, it's just like, uh, you meet somebody for the first time, yush, you know, how you doing? Or, you know, see you later, yush. <laughs> I just, I keep it real simple. And that one word, yoish, is, you know, after where I learned it in Okinawa, my dad pushing and stuff, that's, that, that kind of, you know, helps me with that. That's cool. So you also, uh, you create your own training tools um, and you've built a triangle barbell and a circular barbell. What's, what's up with the shapes? Can you, can you go into that a little bit? The triangular barbell, what I really love about, I got some big ones is, uh, and you do this with regular hammers and stuff. In fact, one of the things I think people can get started off with, with hammers is get, uh, you know, get a mace, you know what a mace is, right? Yeah. Get yourself a five pound mace. They're hollow except for the end, you know? And you can fill those with, with steel shot, you know, once you get your patterns down, take it to a metal worker and have them put a kettlebell on the end of it so there's a handle. And and so now you've got this this longer hammer tool. I got I got them built like that up to I think about a hundred pounds. Holy and, cow. And 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 it just but what's neat about them, when you get up into a 10-pounder, 20- or 30-pounder, as I was saying earlier, you take it through all those postures. And, and, and there's just so much you can do with them. And those triangular ones is, is so you got to work on your form and you're laying on your back. Well, you, everybody knows the bench presses and, and those kind of moves. Well, you can hook that hammer on your, your foot. And especially with the kettlebell in there, just get a rope. Now you can work your legs using that hammer or, you know, hang on to like a 
rope like that, put the hammer on your toe and you start raising your leg, you know? And, and there's just endless creativity. And that becomes kind of the problem because you want repetition. So you have to learn to discipline yourself. I'm gonna master this move. I'm gonna really work on that before I bring in this next thing. But anything I do, usually the end workout, I go free form. Repetit, you know, training is three things to me, knowledge, skill, and desire. And so the skills will feed your desire, the knowledge will feed your desire. And, and once you got those three going and you got several patterns, that's, that's when you get to, um, I know I know nothing just explore and bring in the free form and get that free form going and you create new stuff. And so that's what I did with tools. I love the small triangular one and God, there are so many ways to, to play with that thing. And then I went, oh, I need a bigger one. You know, I got, uh, I like circles. Uh, they got those Pilates rings. Oh yeah. You know, like 10 pound rings. Well, I built them up to um, uh, where I think I got one of them weighs about 70 or 80 pounds. And, and, and well, actually higher than that goes up to 100. That ring training is just like, and I got into it by taking, we have irrigation valves out here. They're made out of iron. I got it just like steering wheel almost. I got into it you know, playing and working with those things. So you could just, you know, you could work out just all kinds of fluid movements. And so that's why I say it becomes a problem. You, you start creating so much. And I love free form, but I also have a lot of respect for repetition and developing skills. You know, you gotta, you gotta have that repetition. In there. And then bring in poetry. That's, that's key walk talk and path is in my breathing when i get well, some of the people i show here i show long slow breathing you got rapid fast breathing you got holding your breath and moving you know all kinds of ways i took a pranayama book uh i have guard i just applied it to weights i applied weights to it but all their breathing techniques and uh and started exploring more and breathing to me, in developing the breath, if you if you really want to develop the breath, run. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to start start that exploration. You know, you're going to start figuring out all the ways to breathe. And uh, so I'd be bringing those in. But what I also noticed when we speak, our words are entered on the out breath. And so instead of going, one, two, three, those are just words. What I would do would find a poem that motivated me, had some wisdom to it, and just like, all are architects of fate. Working in these walls of time. And so on each stand, each phrase, I bring in the, the words and the saying, but then I also start creating the movements with them too, because I got a repertoire movement sound that I trained at with skills. So now I can bring those into it. Because then 
uh, it becomes very that's the practice so like you know uh, one day i ran into this guy in the uh you know i was on that tv show and, and uh, i it's the oddest thing because people will walk up to you and go wow you're mick dodge and i always look at him and go like yeah what makes you think i wouldn't know that <laughs> it, it's so weird this question like what did you see on that show that makes you think i don't know who i am but i started learning said i do the poetry and practice and stuff and then when someone comes up with fear mongering or or whining or, or you know political they start going that route i'll i can pull into my sack i can pull out now like you know all our architects of faith and we're working in these walls of time and some of us have massive deeds to great and they don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, you know? And it just diffuses that desire. Misery loves company. So does fear. But so does happiness. It all loves company. So it's like if you're, try you're trying to fear monger me, trying to sad monger me, um, uh, well, I'm, you're going to deal with me and I... I'm going to try to happy monger you. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it back happy. And I found poetry is a, is a good way to do that in the moment. How important is, is humor um, <laughs> in aging well? Humor. Humor. The way I came to really understand humor is I was uh, doing a lot of questing, a lot of training, working on uh, the feeling and the thinking of arrogance. And my own little gibberish about arrogance is, uh, and also I kind of got to add this because my dad and uncles, now one of the books they trained me on was a book called The Art of War. And uh, in The Art of War, there's a, there's a, part in there with arrogance or or somebody has a temper if your enemy has a temper feed him if your enemy is arrogant feed him uh, you know that's that's a a, a way of, of, of that if you're being tactful and in your place to understand that well to me ignorance is okay if you're ignorant about something Welcome to life. Uh, there's uh, there's so much I'm still ignorant about. But say somebody walks up to me and says, uh, you know, man, the oceans are filling up with plastic. And and I didn't know that. Didn't think you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I just keep trashing my plastic. I don't think about it and do something with it. Um, my ignorance has shifted into arrogance. And, and and so it's like, you know, what is this arrogance in me? And I would like to say I've trained a long time in the mountain shit and got rid of it, but it pops up daily. And so when the arrogance pops up, I went on a quest going like, okay, how am I going to solve this? And one of the things for arrogance is humility, is being humble. That's that's one of the, the kind of the opposing thing of arrogance, I think. So. How do I handle humility? And the thing with I found with humility is you can get too whiny. 
if you take humility too far, you, you may wind up playing the victim. And, and, and so you, you've just gone too far with it. And so the other thing you need and with your arrogance um, is honor. And when you've taken humility too far, now you got your honor, and your honor is, is to me, is, is courage, a French word, uh, garage, desire the heart. And so you're standing your, your honor, you're standing your ground. But the trouble with honor is like it can turn you into an asshole. Uh, you come on with that attitude, so you're like floating back into arrogance again. You want to try to get humility. And I, and Three again, left foot, right foot, middle, middle stride, gate. I was looking for that third, third uh, element that balances out humility and honor. And uh, I found that when things get too whiny and, and humility goes too far right there, humor is a good way to break it. And when your honor's going too far and stuff like, humor's a good way to break it. So I started looking at humor. And I, to me, I, it took me a while. I was going like, what is the foundation of humor? <laughs> then it hit me up the mountain. I, I'd actually, I was running, I was barefoot, buckskin, wild, running, passing backpackers, you know, just like full of life and shit. And, uh, I said, this is cool. And man, I slammed my toe into a root. <laughs> like, you know, I was I was so full of my arrogance that, you know, I don't have to pay attention anymore. You know, it's just like, oh, man, I am really, I'm oh, man. But, you know, that kind of crap fed into my arrogance. And then I realized um, from that experience that humor it's the fact that we're all so full of shit. We, we think we got stuff figured out. And and humor gets to that place. Ah, we're not as smart as we think we are. And so I look at that humility and that honor and that humor to take on the arrogance. You know, that's that's inside of me. And, and, and yeah, that's about all I got to say about that one. So, so I, I know you've heard this before, but death begets breath you ever heard no that? i haven't death oh. begets breath death like uh the, the deep deepness begets deep. breath yeah death begets breath um yeah. i think it's a quote quote from abraham lincoln but um uh, and i was just bringing it up because you've got a lot of depth in you you're deep you got some serious wisdom in there <laughs> no 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 this is i just hear this from other people and i'm spreading it man i'm so working on it but I pre I prefer being shallow. I had a girlfriend once and she said, she said, you're so shallow. And I went, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been working on it for years. <laughs> but I, I hear what you're saying in that, that, that death, uh, you know, to me, there's a rhythm. Uh, John Muir uh, said it. He found himself stepping out until he was going in. And and so I a lot of people I know they speak about oh you got to go in you got to go in, uh, yeah, but you also got to go out. So so there's there's out and in and in and out. It's a rhythm, and the common word in there is and, and and makes up most of the word land. 
and it's like yeah i go out for a while and then but i'm out there and, and i really start going in i have to go like oh wow i haven't eaten in a couple of days man i gotta go back in <laughs> you know it's like i gotta get back out again from that end i gotta get back out and get that's where i was and so it's a rhythm it's a pattern this in and out out and in but it's in the land and and makes up most of the word land and you got a little l there for legs so it's like plant your feet and go land you land the earth and the earth will land you mick if 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 people want to learn how to engage in the extreme sport of aging uh or if they want to keep in touch with you or like like you know learn from you where can they go uh follow their own feet <laughs> follow their own feet and then find out you know explore there's a pattern i think it was whitehead that came up with it um he's a biologist i read him a lot i think he was the one that came up with this is, is there's a pattern there's the engagement there's the exploration then comes the challenge, and from that you learn. And so, and earn makes up most of the word learn. So, I got a website. Uh, I just got it up thanks to rubyslipper.com. Those people helped me out. And they took all my gibberish and gossip. And I'm doing a blog, which is called Bare Feet Landing on Ground and blog. And um, uh, that's a place to contact me on there. So, um, I got the Facebook, but look for the one with the blue dot with the check mark because there's four or five fake uh, pages out there. Uh, and I'm doing a YouTube channel. But here's the thing. You really irritate the living shit out of me because you, you're a good coach. You've motivated me because I've had that blog on there and that website for over a year or so now. And I have the hardest time training is knowledge, skill, and desire. And I just have the hardest desire learning the knowledge and skills to get on there and do this. And so learning all this stuff is something I, I want to do and I need to do. And I need to shut up and quit whining about it and get it done. But So I can help you with that. It's it's the same secret you already know, and you're really good at this. You know how to show up every day, yeah. and so all you have to do to write or to put out a video is just show up. <laughs> That's it. Like it's, it's 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 almost that simple. But I mean, you motivated me to make it happen. And, awesome. Uh, I appreciate that because I look at all your stuff. It was like, and you got a ton of stuff, man. I uh, I got my buddies. I said, you check this out. Check this out. Oh, just just amazing stuff you've got going on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Mick, thank you so much for sharing your time and, and your wisdom with me on the show. I appreciate it. Glad to, man. Glad to. Hey, and keep letting me know how those hammers go, man. I will. I will. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now get outside and play.